Hello and welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. I'm so pleased you're here because do you find it easy to be playful or do you find it really hard? Do you feel yourself just feeling suddenly so sleepy when your child says, come play with me? Or you just suddenly start yawning as you're sitting there playing Barbies, oh not Barbies, you know, dolls and trains and whatever it is that your child wants to play with. Or do you suddenly just go, do you know what? I need to suddenly tidy, <laughs> tidy the kitchen or something like that. Something will come up that you would rather do anything, anything than play with your child. Because playing can be hard, can't it? It can just be really hard. You've got so much else to do. And it, the last thing you really want to do, even though intellectually you know that your child will benefit from it, you know it's a really good thing to do. You know that actually it's going to help their behavior, but sometimes you just cannot bring yourself to play with your child. It just feels too hard. So today's episode, I want to talk about a way that you can help yourself to feel more playful. Now, before we dive in, I want to let you know that I am launching the Play Collective, which I'm co-creating with an awesome woman, Chiara Rossetti, who you would have heard on the podcast before, who really is the queen of play. Play did not come naturally to me. I struggled with it. I felt self-conscious with it. I was like, oh, no. But she is a naturally playful person. So between the two of us, we really look forward to helping you become more playful. So, so come and check out parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash play dash collective. Come and check us out. So if you are struggling with being playful, with feeling playful, with just, oh, even coming up with play ideas, it can feel really hard. And when you might be like me and like many other mums who, you know, once you discovered this way of parenting, of really understanding what your children are needing and understanding the power of connecting through tears and tantrums and laughter. But when you sort of click in to understanding that, you know, just by being with your child when they're crying and when they're tantruming, that is so powerful. That actually becomes quite a straightforward thing to do. It can be hard to begin with, but it, it then it just becomes, oh yeah, I know what to do there. There's something about play that, again, you can intellectually grasp, but that feels harder to do than actually just sitting there and being with your child when they're raging or when they're really upset. So if you're really struggling you you know, with play, but yet you've got the other stuff sorted. That's awesome. And you're not alone because play is a tricky thing to do. And I know that, you know, I talk a lot about play. This is a parenting with play podcast, but so many people can just go, I'm just not playful. I'm just not a playful person, Helena. Can't do it. <laughs> or I find it really hard. I don't want to. I just, you know, and then that's another opportunity to beat themselves up about that they're not a good enough mum because they're not playful. Some people think, oh, play, being playful is like this magical thing that some people are either born playful or not. And, you know, between Kiara and I, Kiara, I would say, is a naturally playful person. She's she's silly. She's hilarious. Actually, a lot of the things um, she says she's done with her kids, I just go, oh my God, I would never would have thought of that. Whereas I keep it basic, keep it simple, <laughs> don't have to think too hard. I like keeping play really simple because I don't want to have to think. I Sometimes sometimes I can think of funny things um, in the spur of the moment when I'm with my child, but other times I'm like, oh, I don't really know. Um, and, oh, I just can't be bothered or I don't want to. So that's why I keep it really, really simple. 
But if you're struggling to be playful at all, don't first of all think that you have to be a naturally playful person. You're either <clears throat> you're either born this way or it's just no hope for you at all. Some of the most playful parents that I know started out really struggling with play. They would feel self-conscious. They would not know what to do. They hated it. And yet after a while, they've just become hilarious. So don't think that you're either playful or you're not. There's playfulness within all of us. Some people are naturally more playful, but all of us have that element of play because you know, we were children too at one point. And this is where the hardship comes in, is most of us weren't played with in this way as children. Now, my parents, they would play board games with me, card games with me, you know, I spy, those sort of games. They did that with me, absolutely. But wrestling, no way would they do that with me. I mean, it just even, I mean, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s. There's no way that that would even be a thing. So when we want to bring play to our children, it's like, well, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, uh, that wasn't modeled to me. It wasn't done to me. I don't even get the concept. I like the idea, but not really. Um, so it's hard. So really give yourself a break knowing that it really genuinely is hard to be playful when we didn't receive play, when you weren't played with in this way. It's hard to to get that because it's not within our body memory is it like some stuff it's easy you'll find some stuff super easy with your kids because you were parented that way or you've just developed that skill over the years um whereas you know wrestling on the bed is not really a skill or chasing games not really a skill that's been honed over the years is it it's not until you have kids that you go oh god now i've got to do this sort of thing so really give yourself a break really be gentle on yourself and know that it's not your fault that you find play hard. It really isn't. And often when you were, um, you know, misbehaving when you were little, your parents wouldn't have come in with a little chasing game, would they? They would have either told you off, ignored you, distracted you. So again, you don't have that body memory of being played with when you were going off track. So this is hard stuff. Even though play should be light and fun and easy, Sometimes it really isn't, and for very, very good reasons. So really give yourself a break. Give yourself a break that you, you, you know, this is hard to do sometimes, and and that you can learn this. This is like a skill, like so many other skills that you have learned over the years. You can learn play. You can learn to, these games and ways of being, and then over time it evolves that you just be silly or just come out with playful games or you're just open to your child in a, in a different way than you thought actually you could have been or was possible for you. So know that this can evolve over time. Um, and also you've got current stresses. You know, you've got a lot going on in your life, haven't you? So sometimes the thought of play just feels like one extra chore to do that you really don't want to do. And often kids are sort of bouncing off the walls at bedtime and that's the time when you just want them in bed and go to sleep. You don't want to suddenly be all sparky when you were just so exhausted. So what's something that you can do to become playful? And as I said, in the Play Collective, we're going to spend six weeks really diving into this um, to help you have that internal shift. But one of the things that we're going to be talking about inside the Play Collective amongst many is what can you do that's playful in your life? Because I bet you look after your children so brilliantly and you make sure they go to brilliant activities, they have everything they need, they eat great food, you know, 
getting enough stimulation, friendships, you know, you do all of this amazing things for your child. But what do you do for you? And often in my client sessions, I'll often say, you can't give what you don't receive. So it's hard to give what you didn't receive when you were a child, but it's also nigh on impossible now to keep on giving and giving and being with your child and attending to all their needs and playing with them and listening to upset feelings if nobody is doing that for you. So I do talk about how you have that opportunity to release your emotional feelings um, through listening partnerships or having sessions with the parenting or hand-in-hand instructor or a therapist so that you can work through your upset feelings. But what about play? Do you do anything that's playful in your life that's not a drag or that's not even related to the children? Something that's nourishing for you. And when I mention this in sessions, so many clients have this just this blank expression on their face. They're like, it's like such an alien concept. What? Play? I, I don't even have time to do anything, let alone do something fun for me. And I and I really sort of share again, like I'm sharing here now, how important that is. Because if you were feeling depleted, if you were feeling rushed and stressed and overwhelmed by just the sheer volume of stuff that you have to do, I mean, there's so much washing you have to do and cooking. I mean, really, thinking of meal, a sing, you know, a meal every single night is just it's just sometimes a bit too much, isn't it? So you've got so much on your plate now. Where is there time for you to have some fun? And like I said, you might just go, I just don't have time for this, Helena. And my countering argument to that would be, it's really important that you make the time. It's, you were not going to find it. It's not going to magically appear going, oh, I suddenly have an hour to spare. Let's do something fun. It's about making a really conscious decision to spend time on you. That's something that lights you up. It could be that you meet a friend once a week or once a month. It could be that, I mean, I, I now go and do quite a lot of things because my children are older. So I do acknowledge that. But even when my son in particular was, was little, he's eight now, I would go swimming. I learned how to swim. It was one of my proudest achievements, actually, is I learned how to do front crawl, um, freestyle for Aussies. Um, and so I, I committed to that and I loved it. And I went pretty much every morning. I was fortunate at that time to live by the beach. And I went down and I swam most mornings, sometimes with girlfriends, sometimes on my own. But that was something just so nourishing and exciting. And it's not playful, but it it filled me up. I was so, I loved it. I did something I loved. And I was there for sunrise and it was, God, it was beautiful. For those of you in Sydney, it was down at Balmoral Beach and it was stunning. Loved it. I've now moved tens of thousand miles away. But um and that that just lit me up. And I knew that if I started the day by doing that, then the rest of the day I could handle it a lot better because I had nourished myself. So I was more willing to to meet the needs of my children and my family because I had nourished myself. And I know you know the analogy of the um of the oxygen mask on the plane, but it really is true. I mean, the reason why it's become a cliche is because it is true. So in that instance, I did it in the morning, but then after time, I also, I, I mean, I'm an activities person. I like activities. So I also joined a local choir, um, which I, God, I loved before pandemic and everything shut down. Loved that. Um, I would do craft with my friends or I would do craft on my own. Um, you know, it, what lights you up? 
craft might not be your thing. Joining a, a choir full of middle-aged and elderly women might fill you with horror. So the point being, what is it that lights you up? What is it that you really enjoy doing? It could be a yoga a video at home and you just allocate half an hour for that. My encouragement would be that you can do something perhaps out of the home or away, but it really doesn't matter what it is. What matters the most is that you do something that's nourishing for you. Could be that you go on a walk with a friend. Another thing I used to do is go for a walk with a friend in the morning. So nourishing, so nourishing. So what do you like? Now, again, if you're blank expression going, I can't think of anything, think back to before you had children, what did you love doing? What did you like doing in your early 20s? <laughs> you know, if you can't, if you're still struggling, what did you enjoy doing in your early 20s? Now, for most of us, it was going out, drinking far too much probably, and um, having big, loud, late nights. So I'm not saying that you have to go and do that. But it was fun a lot of the time. Some of the time it was, you know, challenging, difficult, uh, emotional, uh, drunk. But a lot of the time it was fun. And what was fun about it? It was fun because we were out, we were with friends, listening to loud music, dancing in a pub. It was fun. If that was your thing, I found that fun. So every now and again, I, yeah, I like to go out. Not so much now here where I am because I don't know as many people yet, but definitely in Sydney, going out with friends, going out and letting your hair down. Now, if you're coming back to a, a little baby, that might not fill your cup right now. But what is it that you enjoy doing? Go and do that. Schedule it in. So that then brings me to the next thing is, do you feel guilty taking that time for yourself? And so many people, once you then go, oh, that, you know, open up the possibility, oh, I could go and do that. Then, But I, I can't ask for time. I can't ask my husband or my partner to, to look after the kids while I go and do that. No. Oh, that, that brings up a huge amount of guilt. And so my invitation to you around that is to let that guilt go because you are the heart of your family. When, when you're out of kilter, you can see the effects on your family. Your kids are snappy. Your husband's like out of sorts. It just doesn't work. There is that saying, my husband quotes it to me every now and again, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> which, you know, but it's true in the large part. If you are happy your family is far more likely to be happy. So what makes you happy? Now, again, you might say, but spending time with my children is particularly if you're working outside of the home and you don't spend time with them. I really get that you just want to you know, soak up your kids. But I would also invite you to consider that having some time for you that's not work, that's not children, that's got no responsibility of meeting anybody else's needs other than your own is so vital. And it doesn't have to be often, you know, even sometimes if you did it once a month, once a fortnight, I think once a month's a bit stretching it. I would try and do it as frequently as possible. But even knowing that it's coming, you know, even booking something in the diary for three weeks time with some friends, then you at least know, oh, I've got that to look forward to. Whereas if you don't have anything in the diary at all, it's like, oh, it's quite bleak, isn't it? So what can you do that's lovely for you? And what do you need to do in order to be able to have it? What do you need to do in order to be able to enjoy it? Is it talking to your partner or your husband and going, I really want to go and do this? And not in a, is that okay? Do you mind? Do you mind? It's a, I really want to go and do this. Can you look after the kids that time? 
well, I go and do that. And then, you know, you might want to reciprocate and I will look after the children while you go out to do whatever. But know that you're worthy of having that time for yourself. And if you find it hard to feel the value for you, do it for your kids, do it for your family, do it for their benefit, because they are going to benefit from it. They're going to benefit from you feeling happy and light and joyful and full and fulfilled in your life. Because as gorgeous as it is to be a mum and as fulfilling and divine it is to be a mum, it can it's also it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot of responsibility and it's heavy and sometimes and it's relentless. So where's your joy in amongst all of that? Where's the time that you know is yours? And don't feel guilty asking for it or claiming it, maybe not even asking for it, maybe claiming it, going, this is what I really want to do. And if you come from it, you know, with a, this is what I want to do, you're really reasonable, you know, you can set things up. That's the thing, isn't it? As mums, we're great at setting things up. And then you offer things in return. How can you, how can anybody argue with that? And if that's a problem, if you're a single mum, I get that this is even harder to do, but is there somebody in your life that you can swap with, that you can have their children one day and they have yours for, you know, a couple of hours and you swap like that, or you pay a teenager or a babysitter to look after your kids for an hour, maybe just even start off with an hour. But I really want you to know how valuable that is. Now, if you're listening and you go, yeah, yeah, I do that. It's fine. Great. Awesome. But if you're listening and you struggle with this, my invitation is to you, what could you book today? You don't have to do it today. What could you even investigate today that you can go, okay, I'm going to put that in the diary. What can you do that's nourishing for you today? And if today feels a bit overwhelming, this week, what could, what's something you can do this week? Because the more that you do things like this, that really just lights you up and you just just love and you just come to view that time as like, ah, oh, that's my special time. That's my special time, isn't it? We give our children special time. We need special time. That's my special time. Then you're going to come back to your family. And yes, it could all have gone wrong while you're away. You know, there's times when I've gone out, especially like swimming first thing in the morning, and I come back in the house and everything's, everyone's shouting at each other. It's all gone terribly wrong. But, you know, I'm okay with that because I I was doing what I needed to do and then I come in and I sort it all out. So if, you know, even if things don't go smoothly, even if your partner or husband doesn't do things in the way that you want them to do, that's that's up to them. You go and prioritize yourself for an hour a week, two hours a week, and then you can come back into your family refreshed, invigorated, nourished, and then play flows much more easily. Because when you're feeling depleted and you're stressed out and you're exhausted, you can't think of anything playful to do. When you come back after something fun, you've giggled with your friends, you've had an awesome time, you come back and you go, you know, and your child is having a, you left me moment. You can go, oh, darling. And then you can, you can, you can turn that into a, such a beautiful connecting moment with your child and help them. It's so possible and it's way more possible when you filled up your cup, your emotional cup. So what can you do today that's going to give you something lovely to do this week? And then the more that you integrate this into your life, the more you schedule it in, not as I said, just finding the time because, you know, we, you've got so much on your plate. There's never going to be a spare five minutes or an hour or two hours is there. 
You need to schedule this in. So the more that you do that, you'll notice a shift within yourself. And when you're happier within yourself, you will be more playful with your children and it just flows. So if this is something that you're really wanting some help with, if you're blank expression, you know, blank face and you're going, I can't think of anything I want to do, or I'm feeling guilty about taking time away, or even if I am doing this, I'm still struggling to be playful. This is exactly what the Play Collective is about. Kiara and I, very experienced mums, very experienced with play and helping children with their feelings. And also Kiara is a field facilitator. I'm a life coach now. You know, we both really, really love working with parents, particularly mums, but also with dads. Um, to help to help them become more playful in their life, to enjoy parenting more, which not only helps you as a mum, but it well, not only helps your children to to live a life that's wonderful, but also helps you. I'm so passionate about you having a life that you really love whilst being deeply connected to your children and knowing that you're doing the best for them. So come and join us inside the Play Collective, parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash play dash collective. Or if you want one-to-one sessions, I'm here, but come and join the Play Collective. We start on the 1st of April. If you're listening to this afterwards, we'll be running future sessions or um, future rounds or come and have a one-to-one with me and, and start to work through this because when you unlock this, life becomes easier and way more enjoyable and the effect on your children is so profound and you'll you'll naturally become a more playful parent. All right, I hope that's helpful. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear what have you scheduled or what do you do on a regular basis that nourishes you? And if this has sparked something in you, what is it that you are going to do? I'd love, love, love to hear. All right, take care and I'll see you next time. Bye.